Hi, I'm Rena Grobe. And I'm Madhvi Romani. And this is Misinformed, the podcast for lazy but smart people. Every week we'll be discussing a different trend or topic so you can stay informed the easy way. So, Madhvi, what's the topic this week? This week we have a super spontaneous episode actually because literally today a friend came over and she's in a lot of debt and she's having a hard time and she was like the only thing that's keeping me alive literally is the titanic submersive story which if you haven't heard it basically I've been off Instagram so I've just read the headlines and it's a story that didn't much interest me it's like five really rich guys decided to go down in a submersive which is a bit different from a submarine and have a look at the ruins of the Titanic for the Titanic experience in this tiny little thing and basically they all died they paid 250 grand each for this experience and the memes have been exploding everywhere on TikTok, on Instagram, on social media, just on Twitter. There have been a lot of jokes about this and I've kind of missed it all because I was having a little bit of a detox week. But yeah, she was like, that's the only thing that's keeping me alive right now. And she was also like, 250 grand. I mean, they could have saved me with 250 grand. They could have saved so many people. And they chose to sit in this little submarine. Well, it's not a submarine. It's a submersive. This little space. And it's just rubbish. And then they all died and they deserved it. So I thought this was interesting because you're in Boston right now. Okay, so first of all, it's really good to know that you are off social media because I've been sending you a lot of memes this week and things that I think are interesting and you haven't been responding. And I was like, all right, well, that's that. So good to know that you're off social media and don't just hate me. Very good for my anxiety. Is that what you thought? No. Well, maybe a little. I was like, all right, she's having a busy week. And also, obviously, the adult thing is to do just assume everyone hates you rather than just being like, hey, have you been seeing the like 5,000 memes I've been sending you? But yes. As you mentioned, I am in Boston right now. And it was quite funny because I hadn't really been keeping up with the news. And then I arrived in Boston and both my brother and his girlfriend, the very first thing they said to me was, have you been keeping up with this Titanic submarine story? And I was like, what's happening? And I think there's super strong feelings here about it because it's the Boston Coast Guard who was like going out and rescuing people. And I think people were really annoyed that like these billionaires are like being rescued on like you know, taxpayers' money. And I mean, I think maybe at first it was just like the Coast Guard looking. I mean, obviously the whole thing exploded and you had like, I don't even know, like the Navy or whatever out searching for them. And so it was like, cool, all of these like government-funded bodies are now spending taxpayer money to search for these stupid, rich, billionaire people who just quite frankly are idiots for doing this. And just like the... After they mentioned it, I like was reading on it and seeing all the memes. And she is right. The memes are excellent. I think the funniest thing about all of these memes is just like how much it mirrors the Titanic, the actual event of the Titanic in 1912, you know, a bunch of rich people on a boat or on a some sort of floating vessel that goes down. The memes, I don't know. I mean, 
I have a bit of mixed feelings on the memes because on one hand, there were a lot of super funny ones, like comparing it to like an episode of The Simpsons. You know how there's this like theory that The Simpsons predicted everything in the world ever. And apparently there's like an episode of The Simpsons where something similar happens. So like those ones are like, there's kind of something funny to it. There's also like the political commentary of, you know, in the same week, a boat went down outside of the coast of Greece and I think what, 750 people died and it's just horrific and there was no effort made to save people and then you know this horrible human tragedy got usurped in the news in the attention economy by five billionaires doing something silly and dying and that's all we cared about and it sort of stood in really harsh contrast to the fact that not a lot of effort was spent trying to save them but so much effort was spent trying to save these rich people. I think it's interesting because I think we have to go into like why they were stupid for doing this. Like if you looked at the inside of this submersive, it just is horrific. Like there are no seats in there. You just have to sit on the floor in a tiny little space. It's really extreme and terrible. And the whole thing is controlled by a PlayStation 2 controller. And the Titanic is, it's deeper than the Burj Khalifa, basically the highest building in the world. And you want to get there in this tiny little thing with this like PlayStation 2 controller and you're going to pay 250,000 bucks for this experience. It just seems like a thing that stupid rich people do. And I think that's why people found it kind of funny or like there's a feeling of comeuppance, I guess. It's like, yeah, well, you deserve to die. Whereas if you look at the refugee thing, there was outrage and nobody's making jokes about that at least you know not on this scale um maybe like a few psychopaths right but it's an interesting moment because it tells you a lot about a society I guess and this feeling that you know like she was saying she was like with 250 grand they could have saved me and a lot of other people and they chose to do it And I think that's why laughing at them is kind of justifiable. Although people are saying, well, human life and, you know, we shouldn't be laughing at people and it's them and us. And there's a lot of arguments about, you know, have we lost our sympathy? But I think it does reflect the fact that these people are so cut off from the rest of us that yes, there is a bit of them and us feeling because this is the society we live in right now. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I I get the argument that we shouldn't, you know, human loss, loss, blah, blah, blah. It's terrible. Okay, fine, great, whatever. I agree. But at the same time, like, you don't become a billionaire by not having dirt on your hands. They have blood on their hands. Like, there's just no way that you can't not exploit people and be a billionaire. That's just impossible. So... I'm like, I don't know, why should I care about their lives? They don't give a shit about mine or any of the other people they exploited. So should I really care? I think it's fine to make jokes about rich people. I mean, yes, them dying is horrible, but it's not like they were good people who cared about other people, you know? Okay, but then I was thinking about it. And then I was thinking our relation to them is the same relation as the refugee relation to us. How do you mean? In a sense that they are drowning and we don't really care about them or do anything about it. And we go about living our privileged lives and kind of ignore the problem. 
and do a lot of other things like, you know, the consumption of, for example, fast fashion or a lot of things that we do just to live our comfortable lives because we have the money and we spend that money, you know, we spend like 15 bucks on a cocktail or something. And we don't think that that's somebody's salary for an entire month. And it just reminded me of a friend who he grew up in South Africa, but he his parents live in a, a village in, in Germany also. And he's kind of annoyed at this idea of goodness. Like he's like, everyone in this village, all these people are good. Of course, they're all good people. But that's because they've never had to make a difficult choice in their lives. Whereas if you're in South Africa, when you do that, when you go and have like a cocktail, for example, you are very much aware of the choice you're making when you go and have that 15 euro cocktail at the end of the week because you can see that you can give that money to somebody else and opt out of that cocktail and that makes you that those are the difficult decisions i don't know it just made me reflect on yeah 250 gram for us is a lot to just go down in this submarine whatever but for them it's like a 15 euro cocktail I mean, no, I com- I completely agree. I mean, I, I'm super aware of my privilege. And I do think that people in less fortunate situations of me as, you know, a white cisgendered privileged person should make fun of me at every chance that they get because, you know, fair enough. I not not saying like on a personal level, I deserve it. Oh, God, I hope not. But I mean, just like as part of the, you know, system of, of oppression that I am part of and, and the privilege I inhabit. Yeah, make fun of me all you want or like my demographic. I think that's fair. What you said about goodness is super interesting because, so my brother lives in Cambridge, which is essentially Boston, you know, they're one city that's bled together. And everywhere you go, you see pride flags and Black Lives Matters flags and stuff. And I understand it's interesting as an act of performative activism, I think a little bit, because you go into these institutions and there's like this massive, like we just went bouldering, right? So we went into this bouldering place and there's a massive Black Lives Matter flag hanging in the bouldering place, right? And you walk in there and you look around and it's just white people. And you're kind of like, who is this hanging here for? Because clearly this institution and this neighborhood and even the city is divided up and split in a way that it's mostly white people. And you have this massive flag hanging there. And I'm like, is this flag hanging here because you believe in actual systemic change? Or is this flag hanging here so that everyone who comes in here feels better about themselves? You know, or it's like, we're people who care. There's something super lip servicey about it. Similarly, something that I've noticed that they're doing a lot here in this area is before like official ceremonies, for example, like at my brother's graduation, he graduated with his master's degree recently. They like, read out and acknowledged the native population's land that they were on. And I was like, okay, that's great. You're acknowledging whose, you know, land you've stolen. So what are they going to do? Eat that? They have to pay them rent and reparations. I was just like, this is just a weird, hollow gesture. It feels like a performance of goodness of like, look at us. We're super great. And I mean, this sounds like I'm really hating on this town. It's a beautiful town. They're very nice people. But I don't know, sometimes it feels super out of touch with the reality of the world. Okay, cool. You have a massive Black Lives Matters flag hanging in your super white town. But really, all you're doing is virtue signaling to other people, to your fellow white people. Are you actually doing anything for the cause? I don't know. 
I think that's true that like yeah you can all you always want to identify as a nice person right a person any any people most people um unless you're Corella Deville I haven't watched 101 Dalmatians in a very long time but is Corella Deville unfairly treated hot topic sorry to interrupt well no they uh no because uh they made a new film called Corella uh, where they actually give her a backstory and justify her need to kill Dal- Dalmatians. They give um, her a redemption arc. They do. It's a very good film. But yeah, this idea of being a nice person, everyone thinks they're a nice person. And in the light of this, we just think, well, we're better than those people. Those people were, first of all, too rich. They were idiots and they were selfish bastards, basically. Uh, they had too much money and they weren't thinking, they weren't doing anything good with it. But... With this us and them thing, we don't realize that we're kind of more or less the same, I think. I think there's a parallel there that is uncomfortable to look at. So it's like a way for us to make ourselves feel like we are better people by being like, we're not like those people over there, at least. We're not that stupid and cut off. But actually, all the people making memes are because instead of making those memes, they could be doing something else helpful. It's like all the, what is it? There's no ethical consumption under capitalism, which is like a school of thought meant, I don't know, like, you know, for, for people who can't afford many things to be like, okay, listen, I have to go to a job interview and I need a suit. So I'm going to need to buy the suit from Primark because that's all I can afford, you know? But people sort of exploit it to mean, well, I can't ethically consume anything, so I might as well just consume. And it kind of gives off similar vibes of, oh, it gives off similar vibes. Kind of like we're all stuck on this little globe together and everything is shit. So I'm going to make fun of millionaires, you know, and and be high and mighty about them because we're all going to die anyway. You know, like kind of the similar thought, if that makes sense in a way where it's like there is no ethical way to live in a capitalist society. So fuck it. Let's make fun of everyone and go drink 15 euro cocktails at the end of the day. Yes. It kind of being misused in the same way. Yes. That being said, I am pro making fun of really rich people. To be fair, I didn't even know who half of these people are. Who even was in this submarine thing? Okay. So the CEO of the company that did these kind of tours the company is called Ocean Gate, and the CEO, his name was Stockton Rush. I'm sorry, but if you've ever heard an asshole name, a name out of American Psycho, literally, like out of a Brett Easton Ellis novel, it would be Stockton Rush. It's like that nominative determinism stuff. Like, I want my son to grow up to be a psychopathic CEO. What shall I name him? I'm going to name him Stockton Rush. Okay, he's dead. Anyway. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Let me tell you who the other four passengers are. Excellent. Uh, well, the British billionaire Hamish Harding, also out of an Agatha Christie novel. The French diver Paul-Henri Najale and a Pakistani businessman Shazada Dawood and his son Solomon. Note all men because a woman would not be like so that shitty little vessel that's controlled by a ps2 controller is going to go to the depths of thirteen thousand feet and i'm going to trust myself in that it's 
pure OAM territory. And if you haven't heard that phrase before, which we've used, it's only a man. Actually, we've used it, but Stephanie, I have to give her credit. She's the one who originally coined it when uh, we were in France once and we saw a museum of something like matchboxes. And basically a man had like collected match loads and loads of matchboxes and then made a whole museum out of them. And she was like, OAM. And I was like, what does that mean? She was like, only a man. Only a man would number one, do that, collect matchboxes. And then number two, make a museum out of it and charge people to go and see it. And this is pure OAM territory, proved by the fact that it was only men on board. What idiots. It's so just, it's so ridiculous. Wait, but those were four people and I thought there were five people on Well, board. the fifth one was Stockton. Oh, I see. Of course, of course, of course, of course. I mean, I will give him props for like believing in his own product enough to actually get on the boats. I so mean, did I just say the company name was Ocean Gate? Yeah, Ocean Gate. Uh huh. But doesn't that sound weirdly like Watergate? Yes, it gives you the vibe of a political scandal. Okay. So not great. So like, I saw a meme. This <laughs> just. I'm sorry. This made me laugh. I'm such a bad person. So it's. Not exactly a meme, but basically, My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion has received 7.8 streams on Spotify and entered the Billboard Top 100 at 12 after the submarine mishap this week. And then someone just wrote, none of us are seeing heaven. <laughs> I love it. It's like when Margaret Thatcher died and Ding Dong the Witch is Dead re-entered the charts and the BBC refused to play it. I think you can fully laugh at people after they die if they're in positions of power and they're assholes. I don't think death protects you from being ridiculed. Actually, we have Darwin Awards. You know the Darwin Awards? Do I know the Darwin Awards? I am a lover of the Darwin Awards. So the Darwin Awards, their tagline is evolution in action. They commemorate individuals who contribute to the improvement of our gene pool by accidentally removing their DNA from it during the spectacular climax of a great idea gone very, very wrong. So it's people who kill themselves in stupid ways. And I think the Darwin Awards for this year have got to go to these four. Surely they are the top contenders. I don't know when the Darwin Awards... Are. I mean, it would make sense if they were given out at the end of the year. So, you know, we all competitors would have a chance to remove themselves from the gene pool it would be quite a shame if they had already i mean there's a father and son duo no yes so the gene pool is saved i'm super curious to see how this story progresses i know that last night or or when i last was reading about this news they had found fragments of it or debris or something so they've been searching but i think that there's no hope that they're going to find bodies or recover anything uh, there was a funny meme of somebody searching the debris for credit cards Oh, on that note, here are our three things you can do this week to be a better person. Number one, please donate 15 euros today to Sea-Watch. They are the people who are going into the Mediterranean and saving lives of refugees. Skip the cocktail, skip the wine, skip something and donate to Sea-Watch this week, if you can. Thing two, this is a good reminder to always interrogate our own privilege 
and maybe to have a think about even when we look down on billionaires for doing something stupid, maybe this can be a chance to look around our immediate surroundings and be like, okay, what am I doing? How am I more privileged than other people? And how does my behavior impact other people? And number three, please think twice about what you name your children. Apparently, it's important. Don't give them asshole names. They will become asshole people. Thank you for listening. Until next week. Goodbye. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also help us by supporting us on Patreon for as little as four euro a month. Visit patreon.com slash misinformed. For links to all our sources and for our personal tips on what to watch and read, subscribe to our weekly newsletter at misinformed.substack.com. You can follow us on Instagram at the underscore miss underscore informed or email us your feedback, requests, or just to say hi misinformed.podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you.